You're listening to the Up In Your Business Podcast, episode 021. On this show, I talk about learning to listen like a leader. For only when a ruler has learned to listen closely to the people's hearts, hearing their feelings uncommunicated, pains unexpressed, and complaints not spoken of, can he hope to inspire confidence in his people. Welcome to the Up In Your Business Podcast, building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast. I am your host, Angus Nelson. It is a real pleasure to have you here today. So I want to start off this show with a confession. And even though um, you may think that I am perfect and that I have it all together, I want to let you know that I don't get it right all the time. And this past week is an example of that. I was walking over to a restaurant in Palo Alto, California. And as I was walking by um, a cafe on the street there at the table was Andrew Luck, who is the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. And he was sitting there talking with someone else. And I had stopped and introduced myself. He stood up and shook my hand. He was super gracious and kind. However, he was sitting, like I said, with someone else whom I never even made eye contact with, some other gentleman. And I went on to say something ridiculous about fantasy football. And he kind of scoffed and, and laughed. And I said, well, next year, it'll be a better season. And that was about it about the entire transaction. I was that guy. I interrupted. I didn't add value. And I really wasn't myself in that moment. In fact, I I felt like I was just simply being an annoyance. And knowing what I know, I never want to be that guy. And in hindsight, I wanted to actually say some really good things. I wanted to tell him how I respected his leadership. I I wanted to tell him how I appreciate how he is able to remain poised and how he works hard to be the best at what he does. And even through the season, win or lose, he would always get up and, and try and perform even when this year was so difficult for him. I wanted to tell him how great it is to have a five-year-old son that can look up to someone like him as an athlete and as a good man. But I didn't. I was just like any other starstruck fanboy, and I walked away kicking myself for not saying what I really wanted to say. Even more, I didn't ask anything about him. I didn't introduce myself to the fellow he was sitting with, and I felt as if I was just a pesky gnat that comes along with the essence of fame and notoriety. I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't ever want to be that guy again. 
And note, you know, I've met a lot of really interesting cats, and I'm normally not like that. This is a very rare occurrence, but I'm more conscious of this than I've ever been before, and I'm certainly not going to, you know, continue to beat myself up about it, uh, but use it as a great learning opportunity. And I share this with you for two reasons. One, I want you to know that you're not alone when you feel like you've missed it or you've made a mistake or you feel foolish, right? So you're not the only one. I'm totally right there with you. The second reason I share this with you is because it's a great segue for today's topic. On the last episode, in episode 020, I talked with Lance Richards about the future of work. And in addition to the future of work, uh, we dabbled around the concept of leadership from an article that I found in The Atlantic. And this got me thinking, and I wanted to kind of chase down that rabbit trail a little bit today. And uh, just to give you a little heads up, I'm probably going to be a little motivational today. So over the last several years, I've been acutely aware of the impact of leadership, how on uh, it impacts your business and life. I've been studying it, uh, working around it. I've witnessed the effects of both poor um, and good um, in the areas of education and business and politics and more. And for those of you that don't know, I have a degree in youth ministry. I spent several years around faith-based organizations. I've also run a couple of nonprofits, uh, so I worked in that space. And my wife, she worked in higher education, where she was the director of enrollment for a college of about uh, 15,000 students. And now today I work with many large multi-billion dollar corporations. So within all of them, I've observed the (laughs) incompetence of bureaucracy, These are systems that seem uh, deaf to need or blind to vision, and sometimes, many times, they're drunk on their own hubris. And we as a culture, we've built many tremendous organizations that are nothing more than fortresses of inefficiency. And while it's super easy to point out the failings of these entities, I want to take a different approach today. My point isn't to complain and just be a naysayer about these organizations. And most of you listening to this program, you probably are already in one of these organizations or have been. And as part of those large operations, it would be very easy for us to sit down and just have a very negative conversation and complain, complain, complain. But I don't want to uh, be and moan. Uh, Instead, I want to do something a little bit different. Rather than furthering your disdain and echoing your own grievances, um, (laughs) maybe even reminding you of your soul-sucking challenges you have to face every day, I want to spin this negative into something positive. The fact is, the roles in these big companies, they pay good money, and they take care of a lot of families, and they support many great causes in the process. And these big companies, quite honestly, they are not the problem. What I want to focus on today is leadership. And while I can't change your manager, I can inspire you to change yourself. You see, you are the only thing that you can do anything about. So my question to you is, how do you lead? And what kind of impact are you having 
on those around you. Furthermore, where is the distinguishing difference between you and those you might rather complain about? As we've heard the cliche, leaders are not thermometers of bad environments. They are the thermostats. They raise the bar to good environments. And a really good leader doesn't crave attention or require extensive guidance. They certainly don't abuse authority. Leaders inspire those around them to be, to do, and to live better. And that requires a lot of self-discipline and emotional maturity and certainly a lot of holding of the tongue, right? Um, Especially when you work under someone that doesn't understand any of this. And I once worked at a restaurant where the general manager ran the team like an eighth grade football team. He he motivated with shame and fear. He would see a mistake that someone would make or specifically that I would make. And he'd call us out in front of everyone else only to embarrass and to intimidate the rest of the team. And that's not leadership. That's abuse. And when a manager isn't personally happy, isn't personally fulfilled, isn't emotionally equipped, or doesn't recognize their opportunity to actually lead, they become impatient, irritable, untrusting, micromanaging, controlling. Have you ever worked for one of those managers? (laughs) Worse, have you ever been one of those managers? You see, leadership isn't about just the authority over other people. It's not just that power or that title or that corner office. It's about empowering those around you. And when a leader embraces this idea of empowering others, their lives actually become easier. They can more easily delegate and train teams effectively. They can earn the trust of their colleagues and can actually experience a degree of satisfaction from their role. And here's the kicker. You don't actually have to carry a big title to be a leader. You don't have to be the manager. Again, leaders inspire those around them to be, to do, and to live better. And you can do that even if you're not the manager. So I want to take a moment and share with you a a, a parable This is called The Sound of the Forest, and I found it in some of my readings this week. And it goes like this. Back in the 3rd century AD, the King Cao, he sent his son, Prince Tai, to the temple to study under the great master Pan Ku. Because Prince Tai was was to succeed his father as king, Pan Ku was to teach the boy the basics of being a good ruler. And when the prince arrived at the temple, the master sent him alone to the Mingli forest. And after one year, the prince was to return to the temple to describe the sound of the forest. When Prince Tai returned, Panku asked the boy to describe all that he could hear. Master, replied the prince, I could hear the cuckoos sing, the leaves rustle, the hummingbirds hum, the crickets chirp, the grass blow, the bees buzz, and the wind whisper and holler. When the prince had finished, the master told him to go back to the forest and listen to what more he could hear. 
The prince was puzzled by the master's request. Had he not discerned every sound already? For days and nights on end, the young prince sat alone in the forest listening, but he heard no sounds other than those he had already heard. Then one morning, as the prince sat silently beneath the trees, he started to discern faint sounds unlike those he had ever heard before. The more acutely he listened, the clearer the sounds became. The feeling of enlightenment enveloped the boy. These must be the sounds the master wished me to discern, he reflected. And when Prince Tai returned to the temple, the master asked him what more he'd heard. Master, responded the prince reverently, when I listened most closely, I could hear the unheard, the sounds of flowers opening, the sound of the sun warming the earth, and the sound of the grass drinking of the morning dew. The master nodded approvingly. To hear the unheard, remarked Panku, is a necessary discipline to be a good ruler. For only when a ruler has learned to listen closely to the people's hearts, hearing their feelings uncommunicated, pains unexpressed, and complaints not spoken of, can he hope to inspire confidence in his people, understand when something is wrong, and meet the true needs of his citizens. The demise of states comes when leaders listen only to superficial words and do not penetrate deeply into the souls of the people to hear their true opinions, feelings, and desires. What are you listening to today? Are you listening to those around you? Truly listening? Now, I've realized that in many corporate settings, even political ones, it can be daunting to even think like this. And there are some environments that are probably not safe to be human or not embracing of emotional intelligence. Yet, the world is changing. Our evolving culture is becoming more open to this way of life. Uh, people like Brene Brown are kind of pushing the envelope, and even Oprah is getting into the mix of helping people become more self-aware. And in the office, millennials and this next generation of workforce, they're going to uh, cause us to have to uh, address a lot of these emotional quotients. So therefore, we all need to become more self-aware in our approach. But don't confuse these realities with your own fears, insecurities, or avoidance of change. I know that voice all too well, one that you may be having right now in your head, where you're already dismissing yourself or abdicating your responsibility from being the person you know you're supposed to be. I hear you. <laughs> I see you. Instead, you and I, let's lean into this together. So maybe maybe don't feel ready, and you're never going to feel ready. Or maybe the thought of leading to you like this is uncomfortable. Well, learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Or maybe in your mind you feel afraid. 
I can tell you from my own experience that even the best of us can tell you. We're afraid most of the time, and we do it anyway. So here's the point I want you to hear in all of this. In order for the systems around us to change, in order for our companies to be more effective, in order for you and I to feel fulfilled in how we inspire those around us, we must change. And it was Mahatma Gandhi that said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And we see that kind of cliche printed on this, that, and the other. And I want to tell you, be the change that you wish to see in your workplace, your marriage, and your family. So here's the three things. Your first step is to decide that you want your life uh, to make a positive, meaningful, and enduring difference. In that, you set your intention. Second, push past your fears. Learn to do it afraid. Whatever it is that you might need to do, whatever's appropriate in this situation. And third, lastly, may you learn, as the parable we just read, to penetrate deeply into the souls of people to hear their true opinions, feelings, and desires. Listen for the sounds of the forest. By you investing in those around you and seeing yourself from the position of making a difference, good things can happen. And my heart is to serve, that this would serve as a reminder for you today that you can do this thing differently. And I hope that this serves as a little bit of motivation for you today to do your life in a way that makes a difference. And if that's you today and you've never even thought like this, you've never been in a place where this even seems like a possibility, you are in a good community where we are striving to make a difference. That's why I created Up In Your Business, was in order to address the psychological and emotional quotients necessary for us to be successful in life and leadership. So if that's you just starting this journey, no, you're not alone. If you are on the journey already, you've already made some steps, well, then let's go a little bit deeper. Together, let's become the people we need to become in order to accomplish what we know needs to be done. And that may look very different for each and every one of us. So if you've liked what you've heard, and again, we're just scratching the surface as we continue to grow in all this, please jump on over to iTunes and leave a review. If you want more content like this, uh, go to AngusNelson.com and sign up for my ebook, Networking with Effectiveness and Credibility. You'll also get my best content served up just for you. And uh, can I please ask a favor of you? Um, I'd really appreciate if you shared this podcast with your friends and colleagues on social media. Uh, you can pick the tool of your choice and help us to grow this audience to play a role in bringing change uh, to leadership around the world and build a community of self-aware leaders. That's my heart. And sounds like a pretty fantastic plan, right? Well, lastly, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. 
It's always a pleasure to have you take the time to invest in yourself and spend your precious time with this great community. So with that, live intentionally, love extravagantly, and lead with self-awareness. This has been Angus Nelson, setting you free to be your most effective self. Be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.co. Remember, that's .co, not com.